Welcome to Ballers Watchers, the podcast uh, where we talk about ballers on HBO, my favorite TV show, and we go super deep on everything ballers and the iconic character, Spencer Strassmore. My name is Michael Kohlberg, and here with me is uh, my new co-host, so excited to have my new permanent co-host, uh, Meg McKay, everybody. Hi, Meg. everyone. Meg, thank you so much for coming to be my co-host. As listeners know, um, uh, last week uh, we had a little problem uh, with our, co- our initial co-host, Ben Boschman. He uh, unexpectedly resigned um, because of, you know, he just, he couldn't make a commitment. He was, I thought he was a true friend, um, but he, he bailed on us in our time of need. And so, thank God... I got uh, Meg here to step in and become the new permanent co-host. Yeah. Yeah, Meg, I'm so happy yeah. to have you on board. Oh, I'm just, I'm glad to be here. I I thought we were friends. Who? You and I. We are. I thought, but now we're business colleagues. I, I guess so. I just, um, I don't know why you would subject your friend to that show. Wait, no, hold on. You, you're, I thought you were a huge fan of Ballers. That's but, why I asked you to do the show. Oh, you sent me a text that said, can you come to ball washers? And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I'll just, I'll help Mikey out because he. Autocorrect. Autocorrect. Oh, we're going to hang out on a golf course, wash some balls. This is, but even better. I um, Maybe I made the wrong assumption. I assumed everybody's a huge fan of ballers. So I just, I, when I invited you to do it, I was like, well, she's a fan because she's part of everybody. Like, I literally had never heard of it before you, we like stepped That's into so this place. That's so weird yeah. because it's one of the most popular shows on TV. Is it actually? On HBO, it's their most popular half hour ever, yeah. Even more popular than, like, John Oliver? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Much more popular. Oh, my goodness. What? We live in a beautiful world, ladies and gentlemen. Well, because The Ballers is an amazing show. And you know what? I think it all rides on the strength of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's comedic acting abilities. So clear in season two, episode two, which we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Um, Just every little moment of wit uh, is is on display. He is he's a, a dynamo performer. I'd say when it comes to comedy, especially jokes, he like it's like he understands comedy. Wait, he's like a, he's like a Bob Newhart. Yeah, he's uh, like a he's like a Kelsey Grammer. He's he's just a natural. He's comedian. like a a ham in a suit. Yeah, he's he like a total like, ham. Like he hams it no, up. No, like he's like actually <laughs> like a piece of meat. Speaking of suits, what do you think? You look. Good. I mean, for all our listeners at home who can't see, I am wearing a very expensive suit. Uh, it was I, expensive. It was very expensive. It was nine thousand dollars. Oh my god! I went well because uh, one thing I've learned from ballers is that if you want to be a baller, you got to look like a baller. You right. got to act like a baller. You got to dress like a baller. Like, shouldn't um, you play football first? Well, that's the thing, though. Is that um, is that, so what we've learned from some of the side characters on ballers is that you don't have to play football to be in the world of football, right? You can just sort of latch on to it like I feel like by doing this podcast I'm essentially now part of the NFL universe um, and part of the sort of football the ballers world by um, and so I thought better look the part and so I actually got a, an exact replica of uh, of of Dwayne Johnson's suit from this episode um, yeah it's plaid pants mm-hmm. and a plaid Take a look. vest look at this. and a checkered shirt and like a checkered tie like on Timeless. Dwayne the rock johnson like he he looks like doesn't matter what he puts on his body he just looks like a bunch of steak wrapped in a tablecloth mm, and that and sounds on, delicious on you like i'm really sorry that you spent so much money on that because i $9, love thousand dollars plus two thousand dollars to get a custom tailored oh my god you look like 
you sell used cars. And I mean, like, I love you. Well, kind of like the, uh, kind of like um, uh, Charles Green. Charles Green in season one sold used cars or new cars. Okay, I don't know who that is. Omar Benson Miller. He's the guy who, in this episode, he was uh, he was remember he was whacking the guy with the stick. Oh, he's the guy who had a heart who had the heart to heart with the football coach who might also be a f- actual football coach because right. he's. He so looks the part. Acting. They do. They are so good at acting. Everyone on the show. It's hard to tell who's a professional athlete and who's a comedic actor. Do, do we recap this? Oh well, that's what we should do. Here, here. Here's what I like to do. Here's what I have my co-hosts do because um, you guys have. Uh, I just appreciate the seeing the show through someone else's eyes. I, when I watch the show, I so badly want to watch it again that I'd love to hear someone else tell me what happened. Um, so could you like let's recap it, Meg? What like tell me about season two, episode two of Ballers. Um, what happened in your mind? What was what was sort of the main plot? Go, take me through okay, it. Okay, I would just like to preface this by saying I've never seen any other episode of the show. What? And Hold on, what? Yeah, I've never seen this before. I That's, didn't know this existed. I thought everybody was up on this. Like, we're I understand, cool. like, we're my roommates, because this is why we kind of are, if it sounds weird, guys, I'm sorry, but we had to record this in sort of a, I wouldn't say it's a closet, but it's like a large, it's like sort of a larger storage room. Yeah. Which also is my bedroom now. Um, I had to move into a new apartment. Um, and my roommates do not like me spoiling ballers for them because they have not seen, they're stuck, they're on, they watched, I think, season one's uh, maybe two episodes, but they're, they're, they're just so busy and because they themselves are ballers. Yeah. Um, and that they haven't caught up yet and they hate it when I spoil it. And I get it. I hate baller spoilers too. A lot of, a lot of jerseys in this house. A lot of jerseys. Yeah. And you know, the guys don't really like me kind of hanging around when they have their friends over, but so I get why they want me to be, um, kind of in here and, and be quiet. So, yeah. um, I was kind of wondering why there were canned goods in your bedroom, but well, you know, sense. um, just, you know, making it, uh, ballers, you know, we cook for ourselves. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, like, like Spencer Strasmore. He's a good cook. That's established in Are an you episode. okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So, sorry. Um, we're, what we're doing the recap here. Yeah. Season two, episode two. This is what happens in it. So we open on Dwayne, the rock Johnson. He uh, Spencer Strasmore. S- Spencer's. Sorry. I just, I'm really picky. When, um, because his character, he does, he's such a, he's transforms when he's on this show. Like, I don't even recognize him as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But you know he what literally I mean? has a The Rock tattoo. But he, he just looks, he is, Wait. he looks like Spencer, he's Spencer Strasmore to me. Okay. Is Spencer Strasmore a real person in real life? Well, I, sometimes I think he is, but no, he's, he's the iconic comedic character of Ballers. Okay. That, the star. That and, and, and the reason we watch. He's our inspiration. He is. He is very inspiring. But so in this world, because yeah. he does have the rock like bull eyebrow tattoo. Right. Or is Spencer Strasmore a fan of the rock? This is amazing because this actually dovetails into like some of my ballers fan fiction that I've been writing. I haven't published it yet. But like this is this is the the world I want to see is where Spencer Strasmore and the rock from the WWE universe get together and they solve I don't think solve crimes if that's too trite, you know, if that's sort of been done. Oh, what if, but, but what maybe if? they like to explore new universes kind of like Star Trek style. Okay. Okay. I like this idea, but what if, okay. Furious eight. Right. Is. Yeah. Dwayne, the rock Johnson as himself. Sure. Dwayne, the rock Johnson as wrestler, the rock. Yes. Dwayne, the rock Johnson as Spencer, Spencer Strasmore of ballers of ballers and Dwayne, the rock Johnson as whatever character he played in furious seven. I don't remember. Uh, Hobbs Hop as Hobbs yeah so it's him four times that'd be called Furious 4 yeah but like, maybe there's four other Dwayne the no, Rock every, well the mum, the guy from the mummy 
Hercules. Yep. Um, and then obviously the the character from San Andreas. The, right. The, uh, the, the helicopter pilot. The helicopter pilot from San Andreas. He's mm-hmm. one. Of, I would say that's one of my favorite film characters of the last decade. Is helicopter pilot. Helicopter pilot from San Andreas. Yeah. The thing is, he's he's. We never learn his name, and that's the best part. Yeah. Is because it's like, who is this anonymous helicopter pilot? I mean, sure. He's a hero. He he's doesn't a hero. need a name. And it's like, it's like, and then you're like, he's like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is like Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Like he disappears into his characters and you just can't tell, like it, you, like at first you look, you like shake your head. You're like, wait, oh my God, that's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I can't believe I didn't notice that at first. Um, and the movies are just also good with like, you know, they're so, they're so quality that you, like, you're not going because he's a movie star. You're going because... Um, the, 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 for the performance though oh yes 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 he's an artist he, yeah I really feel moved by a lot of the things I've seen him in and I apologize for not using his correct name um, which is Spencer Strathmore in Spencer Strathmore in, in Ballers yeah. in Ballers the, again it's just to me the character is so separate from the actor and um, you know I just he really melts into yeah these roles <laughs> yeah I agree so open on yeah Spencer Strathmore He's having a little bit of a problem. He's got an ouchie, boo-boo. Yeah. On his hip. He hurt yes. himself. Well, that's um, a reference to the last episode where okay, he got into a fight um, with uh, the Swizz, T-Swizz, mm-hmm. the character that we see him meet with later that episode. They had a rivalry. They they had a fight. And they ended up getting t- getting tackled and falling to the ground. So that's an injury from the fight. But he doesn't want anyone to know that because he's trying to you know, put a good face on it. Although the world did see them fight on a live talk show, Jake Glazer's talk show. Jake Lizard's talk Jay, show? Jay Glazer. Jay Glazer. It does kind of sound like Jake Lizard, but Jay Glazer is a reoccurring character on Ballers. Okay. Everyone is a man on this show unless their boobs are out. That's which is, not true. Or their butt. Okay. Their lady butt. There's a lot of lady butt in this. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that's one of the appeals of the show is that uh, it's celebrating women's bodies. Um, it's, uh, we've went, we kind of went over them. The, well, we went over this in the first episode with, uh, the, the trader who will not be named, um, my old co-host about how the show is a perfect example of feminism because it really, it holds women up, right? It's a, they're like, uh, objects to be revered. Right. Yeah. Something you'd put on the mantle, you know, what, like in the most honorable place in your home. Mm-hmm. And so like, what could be more, you know, honoring women than, than, sh- than showing them off that way. Um, I think maybe representing them in a real way. Uh, hashtag I'm with her. Yeah. Is that what that means? That's what that means. I'm with her. And there you're pointing up kind of to the golden picture frame on the wall. Oh, gross. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, sorry. We were, okay. So yeah, he. He's got a bit of a Vicodin problem. Yes. Oh, isn't this such a, I can't believe this. It's heartbreaking. Oh my God. He's got, it's funny to me because like he's got a Vicodin problem, but it's like the most charming Vicodin, like drug addiction ever. This, this show, this is a dark episode. Like it's not a problem really. Like he it's just comes in dark. and he's like, oh, I ran out of my pills. Better go to the pharmacy. And he goes to the pharmacy and he's standing in line and there are like three older women behind him <laughs> in the line. That's funny to me. And he that's turns. Like, that's like, to me, like that's like a perfect joke. Why, that they're old ladies? Yeah, because they're waiting and they're like, well, it's my turn coming. And you're like, it's almost like, it's like he's, he's about to have an interaction with them and then they don't even, they don't even give him a line or anything. Yeah. It's like there's a potential, like it sort of twists comedy on its head where it's like, oh, here's a, here's a typical comedy problem. And then they don't even they don't get even, into it. They don't even bite the low hanging fruit no. that's there. It's amazing because they, they, they're on a different level on this show with the comedy writing. It's a level for sure. Mm-hmm. But 
Okay, so he goes to fill his prescription because I'm just going to do all the storyline all at once. Yeah. This, this to me just seems like like someone on Coke is telling you, is trying to tell you a story. Like yeah. That's what the show feels like. It's yeah. just a bunch of un- Which is so funny. Have you ever uh, talked with somebody on Coke? Yes. They are so funny to be around. I love hanging out with guys on Coke. Yeah. Is that That's probably why you live here. <laughs> Some of these guys, yeah, they're, they're pretty, you know, they get into it and... Um, you know, I, you know, some nights, you know, when to lock the door and then, you know, you, you, you just kind of put on your headphones and try and fall asleep. But, um, I'm not, they, you know, a lot of time they're fun. Most but of the time they're ballers, man. They're, I get it. They got Sometimes they got to, they got to party. They got to let loose, right? Yeah, they got to cut loose. They're just balling all day. And I mean, I know that $1,600 a month is kind of a lot to pay for, for the, a closet. Well, I would say it's a, it, it's a, it's a suite. It's sort of a, it's, it's its own suite. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, rent is crazy in this city of ballers. So, um, you know, I'm just happy to happy to be around such cool guys. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll visit you again, but um, I'm glad that you're enjoying your time here. Uh, so, we, yeah, we're talking about the this. This is like a fever dream Coke story. So they're at the, they're at the pharmacy. Right. And he's trying to get his Vicodin prescription refilled. Mm-hmm. And the pharmacist is like, you've already done this too much. And he turns around and he looks at these older ladies like he assumes they would know who he is. Well, that's because Spencer Strassmore is one of the most iconic Miamians. See, I thought that he was a football player still, but apparently he's not. He's no longer a football player. He's a former football player turned financial manager. So he handles the, their money. And the joke was in the first episode of the series was that he was actually broke himself. But the crazy oh. thing about the whole show is you think, oh, that's actually kind of a funny, ironic situation, right? But then it's never hindered him in any way. Oh. Because he's so charming and the character of Spencer Strasmore is so resourceful that he never, never once has there been a plot, there been a plot point where he needed to have money that he didn't just have. Okay. So there's no, there's no burden of plot in this. It's just, it's so, it, it transcends plot. And so, and like, cause later on in the episode, he goes to get his uh, Vicodin prescription refilled. Right. And his doctor's like, you shouldn't do this. You're a drug addict. And he's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, yeah, you are. And he's like, come on, girl. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she just gives him his prescription. This is the best part of the show is that anytime there's an obstacle or a problem, Spencer Strasmore comes through. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing can stop this guy. You know, it's almost as if we we don't want anything bad to happen to him, and it doesn't. And so therein lies good. the comedy. So he is a man who threatens to either fight or fuck anyone in any room, and gets his way all the time because of this. Mm-hmm. At all, but also he loves his woman at he's, home. He's a one woman man. He's a one woman man. That's kind of sound like him, right? Can I do a good rock impression? <laughs> you know, I'm a one woman man. I swear to God, I thought the rock was in the room with me right now. That was. Well, hopefully you should feel like Spencer Strathmore. Spencer Strathmore. Yeah. I'll remember that. Not so he doesn't get his prescription. Um, but, then he does. but then he does, which is. The storyline done. You know, and I think that was the main storyline in this or the second main storyline is there's a guy with a beard who wants money. And then he. Andre. Andre. From my, Miami Wealth. The, the rival financial management company. Okay. Yeah. He wants money from a man because yep. he does parties. He, well, Andre, played mm-hmm. by Andy Garcia. In- oh, this is a different guy I was thinking of. I was thinking of the young guy who wants to make $1,500 oh, a week. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, we're talking about um, 
oh, it's driving me crazy. I can't think of this actor's and um, the character's name. He's here all the time. We see him so much, but I do not recall his name because they, um, he is Vernon Littlefield's friend and okay. confidant. He's um, like a, like a, he's like the turtle, sort of. He's kind of like well, uh, I never thought of that. This is show is kind of like Entourage. Yeah, it's v- it's like Entourage, except I never even noticed that Entourage had more of a followable plot. I found. Which also, Mark Wahlberg is involved in this. He's got a stink all over this. It's Marky Mark. Does he own broiness? Does he own like partying shows? Is that his? That deal? would be cool if you could like. <laughs> you could. <laughs> I think yeah no definitely I, I if Mark if I was working at the patent office and Mark Wahlberg came in I'd be like I know what you're here for I've already filled out the forms for you and it's just the idea of being a bro all I need is your John Hancock and he just winks at the paper yeah. and it signs itself anytime somebody goes to a driving range and puts their hat on backwards Mark Wahlberg gets it's a, like fifty bucks he gets fifty bucks it just comes through the air. So, of course, you know he's making money on ballers. He's balling. Oh, he's the ultimate success story. Nothing that Mark Wahlberg did ever gives me pause. No. I, why, I don't Remember when he why beat the shit out of that guy? And that guy lost an eye or something? That was such a baller move. Yeah. If baller, I think baller just means being a dick. It's just everybody's a huh, dick in this show. Everybody. No, no, no. These guys are cool. They're exerting their masculinity and 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 just being being cool you know role models for who for For the youth for children for men men who are looking for you know something to be something to aspire to that's why i'm that's why i'm wearing this suit you're wearing a suit in a closet in a coke den i feel when you i mean when you put it that way it doesn't sound good but i'm no i'm i'm wearing i'm wearing a power suit um with my business associates yeah Oh, you know, because when we actually instead of a lease, we actually um, we took out a loan, uh, oh like like a business no. loan, and they made I signed it because it's I mean my company, and these guys are investors. Oh no! So I'm paying them. Actually, I used the loan to pay them, and then I pay the rent on top because they I mean they too own the, they have the lease. Um, but uh, that's business talk. You guys don't want to hear about that. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, making lots of money. Yeah. But not just like Spencer Strasmore. Spencer Strasmore. Okay, so he's got a wife, and she's a journalist. She's not a wife. It's his uh, serious girlfriend. Sin. She's a sports journalist. She works at uh, sports magazine. Sports. Uh, I think it's they can't probably use ESPN because HBO and ESPN are rivals. Are they? I think so. It's Why amazing they, that at the top level of the business world, these huge media companies can't just figure it out and work together. Well, that's what we learned in Ballers today mm-hmm. is that the two biggest sports management agencies can't really get along at a tennis tournament. That's right. They're at Am each, I right? That is, is right. Is that what happened? That is what happened. I laid on the ground for, I think, a lot of this. I noticed that you were sort of like treating the television like a shrine. You were sort of praying to it. You were laid down. We'll post a picture for you guys if you want to see. It's less like that. And you genuflected like, towards... Spencer Strasmore. More like I just gave up on being alive. You were treating him like a deity is what I thought. That's how I read that. You know. He compelled you to prayer. The world that you live in is different than the one I do. And that's okay. That's okay. Well, because that's, that's what makes me a baller. And that's what makes me a real human. Um, The next 
part of this. Yeah, so he's got this serious living girlfriend who quits her job because she doesn't make the same amount of money as some guy named Mitch, who I hope we never see. I hope he's just a character that's always talked about and we never see ever. And The elusive Mitch. The elusive Mitch. And her boss calls her legs more than once. And her, like, I think it, it's them oh, being like... I hate that guy. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be like... Yeah, feminism. She's like, I don't make equal pay for equal work and I'm going to quit. And he's like, I'm going to call you legs and put my ding dong in your mouth. And she's like, I don't like when you say that. And he's like, ah, oh, you used to when you were cooler. Oh, and she's like, guys, I'm going to leave. These guys piss me off. So much so. They piss me off. And Spencer Strasburg doesn't put up with that shit. Sorry for swearing. So he he goes, do you want me to beat them up for you? And she goes, no, I'm white wine drunk and wearing your shirt. And I still look amazing do they live together is that what you said i think they were at her apartment and he keeps vicodin in her cupboard or does she eat vicodin you know it's not clear to me whose apartment it was all of these places look so amazing they all look exactly the same they look like i do i want to be there yeah it's like it looks so cool it looks like they all have so much the character um you know in the just imbued into these beautiful places I think the one thing that your place and the place that Spencer Strathmore was looking for Vicodin in his girlfriend's place, mm-hmm. the thing that y- those two places have in common is they both have a lot of empty prescription bottles lying around. Yeah, these are sort of, I, I mean, I use these mostly to like store um, my stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I can't, you know, I, I had to get rid of, I had to sell some of my furniture because mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's sort of part of the plan. Okay. I needed the capital to start this business. I needed some down payment money. Um, and so I've mostly been keeping like my keys, my money, like any, like sort of pennies and things. Um, this in one these... appears to just have peanut butter in it. Yeah, I did collect, I did collect a specimen, mm-hmm. uh, when I was at, I don't care to say where, but, uh, going through the free peanut butter at the continental breakfast of a certain hotel that I would not like to mention. Oh, I see. They're not mm. a sponsor of the show, clearly. And I'm also banned for life, and uh, I have a restraining order. But that's not the point. The point is that sometimes you're hungry for a little snack, and I go into these pill bottles, and uh, never know, never sure what I'm gonna get. And sometimes it's peanut butter. That's great. I mean, like at least you can. It's port. It's about portion control, right? If you're mm-hmm. gonna keep that tight baller bod, yeah, in the nine thousand dollar suit. I am. I've been losing a lot of weight recently. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say something, but I wasn't sure if it was like a happy thing. It's or a diet plan. It's a. It's. I'm. I'm good under control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's fashionable mm-hmm. to a degree. Um. So where are we on the recap? Uh. We we got through. We got through two plot lines. So his girlfriend is not okay. She quit her job, and he's got a Vicodin problem. And what was the other one? So oh, we're talking about the Vernon Littlefield's assistant, the guy with the beard who's looking for a pay for a paycheck, because yeah. he he does he has sort of been an antagonist through season one. But I think we're starting to see him turn around where we might be supposed to feel kind of bad for him. Okay, is this Turtle? The Turtleish guy. Okay. Whose name escapes me because I've just been so... I've been doing a lot of research into Joe Curtell's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say research, I mean writing fan fiction. Right. Um, Joe Curtell is played by Rob Corddry. Mm-hmm. Again, another... Um, I actually really liked him. He's okay. Um, and uh, so I've been writing some backstory for, for him just to kind of flesh out like where he comes from because he's sort of a party animal character is he a party animal i he like it's rob cordry playing the character that rob cordry plays like in every movie where he's like i'm a little bit of a shit but you let me do it because i'm bald you know uh again another you know sort of iconic uh 
you know, performance from, and definitely he's getting lots of good material to work with for a, a talent of his. Yeah. I he's mean, been given a lot to work with on this show. Yeah. There's a lot of ping ponging back where, well, it's like Rob Corddry ping pongs a joke at the rock and it just, or Spencer Strasmore. Spencer Strasmore. And um, well, when you're talking about the actors doing something, you can say the rock. Okay. And then Dwayne Johnson actually. So he bought, like ping pongs a joke at the rock and then the rock catches that ping pong in his smile and just smiles out smiles at it <laughs> yeah that's basically at the punchline to every joke that he does is just huh right like <laughs> there was like a really genuinely funny moment in the thing where this guy's getting like whacked with a stick or whatever and mm. we're laughing at this and they cut to the rock's reaction for like way too long like it's just it's like uh, spencer strathmore says this is funny so we're all allowed to laugh at it now mm-hmm I feel weird about I love getting his permission to do anything. Like if I was in a room with Spencer Strasmore and he was like, yes, you can have some of this food, I would melt and die. Sometimes I imagine that like he's kind of my, I can't think of the word, like my master. I don't know. That's not right. That sounds weird. Just that he's telling me what to do and I, I would really appreciate like his leadership. You know, oh, okay. my boss, maybe that would be cool You're to work for Spencer Strasmore to work at ASM. A- ASM is his the company. Sports manage- yes. Awesome sports management. Uh, well, a- SM stands for sports management and Ed, the A stands for Anderson because in the first season, Mr. Anderson is our boss, Richard Schiff. We haven't seen him yet in season two. Okay. I wonder if he'll return. Is he dead? No, he he's 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 sort of a, like an omnipresent okay. character. It's always like, what does Mr. Anderson think? Oh. I hope he doesn't get mad at me for using his yacht again. Is that a real plot point? It happened a couple times in season one. They used his yacht without permission. Twice in a row. And that was why it was funny. It's like, they're not going to do it again, are they? And then they did it again. I feel like I've always been here watching this show. You know what? It's one of those things where it's like once you've seen it, you can never forget it. I'm having a really hard time remembering the episode we just watched. Well, so much happened. Yeah, so much happened and yet nothing happened. Like, I feel like I was visually stimulated a lot, but I couldn't tell you exactly why. It's the physical comedy. Phys- well, there's just, there was a What lot was of- your favorite joke? This is something I like to ask. What, like, what was like, what do you think was like the best, most well-written joke? Most well-written joke? Yeah, sort of like, like something that you'd like, like a Jack Handy moment, you know, sort of like a quip that maybe Leno would use in his monologues. Oh, okay, so we're talking like Leno. We're not necessarily talking like, because I didn't really laugh. At all. I mean, it was kind of funny when they were when they were whipping a guy with a stick because he had to be stronger. That mm-hmm. was funny. When uh, when um, Ricky Jarrett, when uh, yeah, Charles Green was helping Ricky Jarrett work out. Oh, you know what? Actually, is a bit that I didn't mind. I liked when they were scrolling through what football teams they should pick. Because Ricky Jarrett's a free agent and he's looking to sign with a new team, and so he's trying to figure out where they should focus their efforts. Because they have to move there. He Is would have right? to spend the year there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was looking at different places like Denver. He, his friend, who is like another turtle. There's, this place is just full of turtles. It's like a beach full of turtles. Because turtle is everybody's weather. favorite character on Entourage. Yeah, that's why they need 16 of them. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you should do this town, because Denver, because you can smoke weed there. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. that's funny to me. And then they bring it back at the end, he's which like, is a good, it's a good callback. Because that guy... Who is Ricky Jarrett's friend? Yeah, who's like one of his guys, one of his boys who like helps him like party and stuff. Um, 
He loves to smoke a deganja. He clearly, he loves, he loves Which weed. is a, like a funny character trait in 2016. Like, I'm like, I'm interested in those guys who are like, what are the stoners thinking? These guys are, they have such a twisted mind. They also did a joke from like 1992. Like, to me, it was like, to, to speak to your like Jack Handy point, I guess this is the kind of like watching a history of comedy because all of the jokes mm-hmm. would have been so funny 40 to tw- 20 to 40 years ago. Well, it's timeless. That's what the thing, that's, that's what the show I think is going to stand the test of time. Guess so. Do you think we're even gonna? I don't even like. This is about football somehow. They're all football players. It's fo- rooted in football, but it shows how you know football is life, and it extends into all other parts of your life. But tennis was also a part of it too. But that's not a normal thing. It's about well, it's about the intersections of professional sports and money and fun and yachts and Christ and who Christ like like Jesus, Jesus Christ like our Lord and Savior. Oh. That is one of the things that um, Ben also missed. That there's a there's an undercurrent to the show where Spencer Strasmore is like a Christ-like figure, and he is basically preaching morals that we can all learn from. And sort of his journey is not dissimilar to Christ's ministry. Okay, okay. So this is why you follow him as like your boss, your savior, your uh, like you kind of like you're mm-hmm. sacrificing yeah. your regular normal life to. This is my life. This. This is my life now. This, is, this is your life now, but it wasn't before. Well, because I wasn't a baller yet. Right. I am transcending, you know, to the typical run amok life of a, 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 a peasant. Mm-hmm. And I'm a baller now. Please don't die. So you say, you're saying that he's like a Christ-like figure? Well, I wouldn't go as far to say that he's like a false idol, but definitely he's somebody we should be watching and following and... Um, you know, paying res- our, our respect to and, you know, sort of uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next with him in terms of, you know, will he lead us to the promised land? Which is Miami, baby. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you could just go to Miami. So my favorite joke of this episode, you were talking about the uh, 1992 jokes. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, that was the um, they're walking. The funniest part of the show was when they were at the tennis tournament because they're going to go and tell um, uh, 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 Andre that they're going to poach T Swizz, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to take and and uh, uh, you know Rob uh, 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 Joker Tell is trying to tell Spencer Strasmore like how he doesn't think it's a good idea because he's a bit of a pussy, which is funny when they like because like he's afraid of being called. Um, like a vagina, like that's that would be. Bad. I don't want to be one of those. And um, that's like a funny. But then the right after that part, they're going through the tennis tournament, and there's all these women tennis players, and they're like hitting the balls and stuff. And it's like it, they're like it, the, the the thing that they notice is not like their athleticism, but it's like the way the noises that they're making, how they kind of sound like they're like they're having like it's sex. It's oh. like they're having an orgasm because it's, it's like it does sound that way when women play tennis, and it's like ooh, and you're like oh my god, like these women are so. Like I wanna, I wonder if they would uh, do sex with me. Like that's what I watch tennis for. I love women's tennis because of, like I'm like these girls are hot, you know. Like that's and it's so funny because I've never heard anyone make that connection before. But I have always thought it also. It's like I've always known that women make uh, sexy noises when they're playing tennis. But it's like I just, it's like I found out for the first time when they did it this time. It's because they're. Working. It was so funny. <laughs> they're working hard. I remember watching a show called Caroline in the City. It came out like 20 or 25 years ago. And Not I remember familiar. a joke like that on it. And 
I think that Probably even it, was hacky at the time. I think that you know, I think you know, stealing jokes. The Carolina City should not have stolen that joke from Ballers. Do you think? Because they're clearly time travelers. This show is. It feels to me because this was the longest half hour of my life um, that the show has always existed and will always exist. Mm-hmm. It's existed since the dawn of time. Kind of like Christ is always uh, around us. I I guess it's it's kind of like that, but it also just is awful. Um, indicative of like what is wrong with um, capitalism I think I don't get that at all um, well um, that that's just about gonna wrap up um, our time today yeah uh, Meg thank you so much for being my co-host oh yeah. my god I'm so excited to do like a hundred more episodes of this with you they I, we just found there's oh there's big hun- there's big ballers news they just renewed ballers for season three is that is that real? That's real. It's yeah. Uh, after the second episode, this uh, this or, or last week, they uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson announced it on his Snapchat or on his uh, Instagram that they're coming back for season three. So we got even more ballers to look forward to at least after this season. So we got eight more episodes, and we got ten more for season three. So at least eighteen more episodes of ballers to do this podcast. I can't wait to do all of these podcasts with you, Meg. Eighteen. Do you have any closing thoughts? On, uh, on after season two, episode two of Ballers, uh, the best show on TV. Okay, I have two story, two thoughts. Number yeah. one, um, I think that the the moral of this episode, if we learned anything, is that if you're charming enough, you can do whatever you want. Hell yeah, like a baller. And number two, I can't be your co-host. I quit. I can't do this. I hate. I hate, I hate this show. I hate this room. I hate your roommates. Wait, hold, what? I, 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 I can't do that. I, I, I love you and I care about you and I'm probably going to come by with a lasagna later just to like make sure that you actually eat something but like I can't I can't do this anymore. This is just this is torture. Wait, Meg, what do you uh, sorry, I'm I'm not understanding. You're you're, you're going to not going to be my you're not going to be my co-host anymore? No, no, absolutely not. But no. like, who are you going to talk about ballers with? I will never speak of ballers again. I don't think I'm going to try to wash this clean from my mind in some way. Um, I might start <sighs> smoking weed. I feel like that will erase memories. I don't know if that's what, why people do it. but This is, um, I can't believe this is happening again. Okay, um... I, uh, that's, um, yeah, no, yeah, um, mm, yeah, no, 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 uh, no, 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 that's fine, that, um, that's, no, 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 um, you know what, that, that's, that is fine, that's, no, Meg, that's good, no, good, I don't, um, I don't want you to be my co-host, but, no, I do, please, um, come back, no, I don't want you, no, um, that's okay, um, no, you know what, forget it, uh, forget, uh, we did this, um, okay, uh, um, I'm serious about that lasagna, though. You look peaked. I'm just gonna end it. Okay. Um. Thanks for. Uh, thanks for nothing, Meg. Um. I, I'm sorry. Take that back. I really. I. I wish. I. I mean, you don't have to tell me right now. You can think about this, but I really would love it if you would consider not quitting. Um. I'll change. You know. I. If you need me to be more of a baller, I'll buy a nicer car. Uh. I know that my wheels outside. Uh. You know they're not up to snuff with what uh, Ricky Jarrett is driving around. But uh, I'm, I, I'll get there. This podcast, you know, we've got a lot of listeners, a lot of people interested. And so I'm, you know, I'm looking for sponsors. I'm looking, I, I'm going to turn around, but you don't have to make a decision right now. Um, but I'm just going to go if that's cool. Meg, come back. Meg, don't do, don't. Meg.
Meg just left the room. Um, and so I think that's probably a good place to end it for today. Thanks, you guys, for listening to Ballers Watchers. Um, we'll be back next week or later this week with uh, episode three of Ballers Watchers to talk about season two, episode three, What Will Happen to Jason? Didn't see a lot of him this week. Well, I want to know what's going on in Jason's life. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.